This podcast episode is brought to you by Coors Light. These days, everything is go, go, go. It's nonstop hustle all the time. Work, friends, family expect you to be on 24-7. Well, sometimes you just need to reach for a Coors Light because it's made to chill. Coors Light is cold lagered, cold filtered, and cold packaged. It's as crisp and refreshing as the Colorado Rockies. It is literally made to chill. Coors Light is the one I choose when I need to unwind. So when you want to hit reset, reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in the new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart. Celebrate responsibly. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. Hello, everyone. Welcome into a special episode of the Kentucky Daily Podcast, a daily podcast covering your University of Kentucky Wildcats. I'm your host, Sean Smith, joined by my co-host, Derek Terry of the Cats Paws. Uh, Derek, we have a lot to talk about on this one, but Sky Clark is the topic. Yep. Today, sent out his top four, Sean, of his finalist last uh, last two weeks or so. He had extended his list to 10, but now it's back down to four, and those schools are Kentucky, North Carolina, Memphis, and UCLA. So, Sean, we'll start off just talking a little bit about uh, the reaction to those four schools. Yeah, and you mentioned that he had the 10 schools, and he added, I think, Kansas and DePaul a week or so ago. And it's interesting that those two schools were added to the list, but that neither one of them made the final cut. Uh, but, of course, you know you knew Kentucky and North Carolina were going to be in there. I think the question was, is when it was initially going to be a top three, who was it going to be? Who was going to be the third school? It ended up being four schools, Derek. And, you know, I told you this morning that I got word that there was going to be a possible fourth, maybe even a fifth school added to the list, but it ended up being the four. Uh, UCLA makes sense because he's from California, even though he's not an L.A. kid, but he's from the state of California, so it makes sense to have that one in there. And two, Derek, he, he's in the state of Tennessee right now. Transferred to Brentwood Academy. So I guess it makes a little sense, too, to have Memphis in there. I think it's a two-horse race. I think it's Kentucky, North Carolina. I would be super shocked if this kid ended up anywhere other than those two schools. Yeah, I think you're right on. Uh, pretty, I think, a good gesture. That's what it is to add. UCLA, a school that I'm sure growing up in California, he was quite familiar with. Um, at this point, I don't see any buzz as to why he would go there. Another case, too, was with Memphis. You know, he's in Nashville now. He's at Brentwood Academy. Penny Hardaway, is a, he's a point guard. You know, Penny is a, a great NBA player for the time he was in the NBA. Has recruited really well. Makes a ton of sense that they would be on the list. But at the same time, nothing to suggest that this is anything other than uh, a Kentucky and North Carolina battle with, I would still say, Kentucky leading the charge. I, I think North Carolina is probably recruiting this kid in the sense that they know the school that they have to beat. And it's a school that has been the favorite pretty much throughout the entirety of this recruitment. Uh, even before he had an official offer from Kentucky, it was always rumored that that was the offer that he wanted. And when he got it, you know, Scott Clark would end up in Lexington. Sounds like that has changed. A, a little bit, whether that be suspense of this recruitment or if it's real. And I think it probably is real that he's listening to that North Carolina pitch. If Roy Williams is calling you, you know, he's a Hall of Fame coach. He's certainly worth listening to. So where it stands now, um, you get a little bit more clarity because you know he's just down to those four schools. But really, 
I don't see this as anything different than what we thought for the last few, uh, probably the last week or so, Sean, that this is between Kentucky and Carolina. It is. And I spoke with someone close to the UK program yesterday, Derek, uh, when, you know, just trying to get a feel of exactly what in the world's going on right now and what they're trying to do uh, with this 2021 class. I mean, obviously, Sky's a 2022 recruit, but there has been some, you know, talk and some speculation out there that he could move to 2021. Corey Evans told us Monday that he ultimately thinks he does. Derek, I just don't know. Kentucky, what I was told is that Kentucky feels really confident with where they are with Sky right now, and they're not concerned with the latest buzz to North Carolina, including Corey's future cast change to Carolina. But we should note, too, Derek, that even though Corey changed that pick, he still said that Kentucky's the team to beat, which I think is the hard, the difficult thing to sort of try to maybe wiggle and find your way through that. Yeah, you're right. It is odd kind of how this is playing out. Um, I could see it being a situation like there are some real question marks, I think, to consider if he wants to reclassify to 2021 at Kentucky just because we don't think at this point, and it doesn't mean I won't change, but at this point with the uncertainty of the NBA draft for the next year and just the fact that Devin Askew is really not a projected one-and-done type kid. It's not to say that he won't be. I mean, we've seen multiple kids over the years, Tyler Hero, Shea Gilders, Alexander, guys who would not think we're going to be one-and-done recruits who, who ended up being lottery picks and uh, first-rounders and succeeded right away. So – as it stands today, though, and that's why he has to make his decision based on what he knows now. And I think there's a real chance that Ask will be back for a sophomore season. And you already have Nolan Hickman. So it can get a little bit crowded if Clark decides to go to 2021. Uh, I don't think it's crowded to the point that it would totally sway his decision, but it does sound like that's Carolina's recruiting pitch, is that they'll have a kid who they project to be one and done. If Scott reclassifies to 2021, you come in, you run in the show right away, whereas you might have a little bit more competition at Kentucky. So I think that's probably a good angle for North Carolina. If they can hit that angle and, can, can, and they can convince him that that's his best option, then, yeah, I think they have a real chance to do so. But the good news, I think, for Kentucky is that they're the childhood favorite and they've recruited them hard. It's not like they've ever ignored them at any point. They want them. Uh, he knows he has a spot at UK for either class. And because of that, I do think Kentucky's going to win out in this recruitment. Yeah, that that's my pick too. Kentucky's my pick for sure in this one, even though North Carolina has added some steam as of late. And it should be noted too that I was told that North Carolina has been there the entire time. They were there. They were the reported offer before Kentucky. I think it was three days between those two offers. So Roy Williams has been there, uh, but he's turned up the heat a lot, Derek. Uh, but one thing too with Sky staying in 22 there's some appeal there to playing with his brother, ZZ, who's a freshman right now in high school. So, And I think, too, in that story, they haven't really played together a lot on the court, only when it was a blowout. So he was hoping to play with his brother. And there's some appeal there, Derek. And then I think, too, another brother, Kingston, is also going to be an eighth grader next year. And in the state of Tennessee, eighth graders can play up. And he supposedly is ready to play varsity as an eighth grader. So there's some appeal to playing with family there for an extra year. I don't know what Kenny Clark is doing, but he's, he sounds like he's producing a, a basketball factory down there. All these just <laughs> star basketball recruits coming through. That would be a cool thing. Um, I was fortunate enough in my age range to play with my brother in high school baseball. Um, it is a very cool thing. And it's, it, it really could be kind of a once a one-time opportunity to do that because sky is, 
there's no question that he's good enough to go to the next level. Uh, like he's good enough to probably play in college basketball next year. No, nobody doubts that. So for Sky, it's going to be a tough decision for a kid his age to decide if you are ready to make that leap, start playing big-time college basketball right away, or even though you really don't need that extra year to develop your skills, you get that opportunity to play with family, and it might be the only chance that you get to do that. So I can understand it from his perspective that that's it's really not an easy call, to be honest with you. Anybody who's ever done that, like some some great memories came from being on the same athletic team as my brother. And, again, it's not the same type deal. I, we had – we weren't going to the NBA anytime soon. We weren't going to the MLB. You know what I mean? I mean, it's a, it's a tough call, I think, probably, just given history, what we see. I would still say he'll, he will reclassify. I don't, wanna, I don't know that. I've not talked to anybody to guarantee that. I just think typically when you see kids who are enough and don't need that extra year, you don't really see them hang around. No, and I will say this with him staying in 22 – this is a family, Derek, that they're close. This is a very close-knit family with those brothers and the parents. It, it, it's a family, very family-oriented group that there is some appeal there that when you look at it, it's going to be hard to sort of pull him away from that. But I think we know that Kentucky wants him in 21. I, I really think that John Calipari, Joel Justice, and the staff, I think that would be the guy that they would bring in to run the show in 21, but it's obviously interesting that they did offer Hunter Salas a couple of weeks ago. So I don't know how this plays out with, with these two. Corey told us that he thinks Carolina gets one, Kentucky gets the other. Obviously we, we both think that Kentucky gets Scott Clark. So things have gone pretty quiet in the last couple of weeks with Salas. Yeah. You know, Corey had made that mention on our podcast earlier this week. If you haven't listened to that, uh, go back to Monday's episode. It was a very informative interview, but he, I guess he had thought that Salas would have been a type of kid who would have jumped on that UK offer. And it doesn't appear that that has happened. And now we've wound up in a situation where it sounds like Kentucky and Carolina, or maybe depending on who you talk to the top two schools for sky and for Salas. So it's come down to, I think, you get one or the other. Uh, both seem like great players. Salas is ranked higher in his class, but depending on who you talk to, I mean, clearly the both kids are highly coveted. You got the who's who of college basketball after both these guys. Um, it's just I'm a little confused as to maybe what direction this is going in because right now this class feels very, in terms of the guys that we hear who are being recruited, seems very guard-heavy right now because the one commitment you have is a point guard, Nolan Hickman. Uh, seems to be con some confusion whether they can even recruit Damian Collins, who is probably their top forward uh, front court prospect. If they're allowed to recruit him, I don't think there's any doubt that he's their top guy. But it seems like losing Ben Carroll to Duke really kind of left a question mark as to what they were going to do in the front court for this class. And if you do get Lance Ware – Isaiah Jackson back like we think they will. Maybe it's not a huge question mark, but we've seen Calgary the grad transfer out. I would assume that's what will happen again after this season. You'll get a guy uh, to come in and play one year down in the post. But kind of an odd class to this point, I got to say. It's not like some other classes in the past that became very clear pretty quickly. I mean, you think back to how quickly things moved, like in the 20, 2017 type class. Um, or sorry, I guess it would have been 2016. You know, you knew that Malik Monk was one of your top guys. We could get him from Arkansas. 
you knew Fox was probably your top point guard. And then Bam kind of moved quickly because NC State seemed like it might have been the school that was going to get him. But there were there was not just not a whole lot of suspicion or suspense to that. William Gabriel, I think, was another guy in that class. So this one, though, it's not really as clear cut, I don't think, as to how this class is going to end up. Like you could ask somebody right now to predict the how this class will finish. I think it will be very hard to get every single player uh, listed right now here on September 10th. Well, it, this is a very complicated situation all the way across the board just because you don't know where Sky's going to be as far as class, 21, 22. Uh, you're in on Salas a little later, you know, where some other schools, you know, had some ground uh, that Kentucky didn't have. Bryce Hopkins has gone quiet. Uh, we, th- we were actually expecting a commitment two weeks ago, and now – uh, who knows? We've not really heard anything the last few weeks on him. You've mentioned the hurdle with Damian Collins, Derek. I, there's options, but then again, we how small is that list of options right now? I think that the sooner Scott Clark announces for Kentucky, the better. And then we should note he's going to announce, but I don't think he's going to announce which class he's going to play in when he announces his college decision. That could come later. But if you ask me right now who I think – Kentucky would probably rather have to run the point. I, I would go with Scott Clark. I just, I've watched him. If, like I said, if I watched Salas, I would probably lean a little bit more towards him too, just because I haven't, I haven't seen the kid with my own two eyes. Like I have Scott Clark. He is ready, Derek. He is excellent with the ball in his hands and pick and roll. He can finish with both hands. He's putting his head on the rim. He can knock down the three. He's got a mid range game. And the biggest thing is, and this is why I think he fits at Kentucky. He makes those around him better. I saw it with my own two eyes. The team that he played pickup with that night, they lost their first two games. He comes in the gym, and it's not a coincidence that they didn't sit down for 40 minutes. Like when He was the only guy that was added to that team, and they won every single game after that for about half an hour or longer. Salas is a little interesting to me because his prospect pedigree is not kind of the same as some of these other guys. Just from talking to Corey, I mean, it's been a very kind of – meteoric rise from having only local offers from small D1 schools to being nearly a top five kid in this class, whereas Sky throughout high school has been considered an elite prospect, one of those guys who everyone's always wanted. It's not to say, I mean, Salas, that might just mean that his, you know, ceiling is is very high and he could develop into a, a phenomenal player. Um I don't know. I just wanted to – I just think it's interesting that he's kind of the guy – and it's coming at a weird time because you don't get to see him. You know, there there was no summer evaluation this year. A kid like Salas, I mean, if you would have gone out and just crushed everybody, then, yeah. I mean, we've seen that before. You, you don't really leave a whole lot of doubt. But when was the last time, though, people really saw this kid play live? You know, during the high school season? So, I would have liked to have kind of seen Salas go up against some better competition. And maybe he has. I mean, I don't want to – I don't know for sure that he hasn't in the past. It just seems like – He's been a late mover, and he's, his, his rise has kind of coincided with, with COVID. And I just would have liked to have seen him play maybe against some more elite talent like, you know, Sky has been throughout his high yeah. school career. And maybe the easiest thing for Kentucky right now would be Sky Clark commits and says he's staying in 22, and then it gives Calipari the option to look and see, all right, how do I feel 21? And then, too, Derek, I guess if it comes down to it and you can't feel 21, you can always go to, to Sky Clark in the spring and look at the situation again. I think that's something that needs to be said right now, too. But the perfect – I guess the perfect scenario would be you get Hunter Salas for 21, you get Clark for 22. I think that's the ideal scenario. But I still think that Kentucky is going to get Scott Clark 
And just given the situation with Salas, I don't really know a ton about that recruitment. I've reached out to a couple of people on his front to talk about Kentucky, and I've not got anything back. So I really don't know, you know, where that is. And then Corey told us it's kind of it's kind of wild. Corey's whole predictions here, how he thinks that Salas goes, and he's the expert that Salas ends up at Kentucky, Clark at North Carolina. But then he says Carolina's or Kentucky's the favorite for Clark. <laughs> And it's literally messing with my mind here. A recruitment for the longest time that had no suspense to it, had Sky shown up in UK gear at every open run, is now has a ton of suspense that I don't think that anybody can just sit there and say it's a done deal, Derek. I think the roster balance that makes the most sense is Salas, going all in on Salas in 21, having a backcourt most likely of Nolan Hickman, Hunter Salas, and Devin Askew for um, – 2021-22 and keeping Clark in 2022 to me that makes the most sense for UK what's going to have to be decided is what makes the most sense for Sky and if he goes ahead and commits I think you I think it's easier at that point to know I mean here's the deal if this guy goes ahead and commits to North Carolina it's obvious you go all in on on Salas and that's how you try to round out your garden class where it becomes really interesting is if Sky does commit and like you were just saying, maybe if you can get Sky on board with it, you can continue to recruit Salas. And if eventually he turns you down, I have no idea when he decides when he whenever he's planning to make a decision. But whenever he does decide, like you just said, all right, maybe Salas does go to North Carolina or somewhere else. You can say, hey, Sky, we're going to need another guard for twenty one. Would you like to go ahead and join? And I think he would be in a spot where he could do so. So. It is strange. Like like what you're saying about Corey, a guy who's been on here twice, uh, we have a lot of respect for. It is odd that, you know, you'd still protect Salas to UK, even though you don't think he'd jump as quickly as you thought he might. And then Sky, who you still think UK is a leader, but you put it in a crystal or uh, whatever rivals calls their future cast or whatever. It's, it's a little odd. And I think the good news is these decisions will probably be known relatively soon, especially for Sky. And any of those lingering questions we had, it'll be cleared up and we'll know. So right now we're in the speculating phase and we're trying to make sense of it all, which is fun to try to do. But at the same time, it's hard to know if, if we're on the right track or not <laughs> just because it's so odd. Yeah. Like I said, I still think Kentucky's the team to beat. Uh, I was told that even though the recent buzz is around North Carolina, it's going to be hard to beat out UK in the end. Kentucky's been there. You mentioned it early in this episode that they've they've been the, the childhood favorite of Scott Clark for a long time. Derek, he obviously has a lot of UK gear because he's been rocking it at a couple of open runs. He wore a Michigan – I think he wore Michigan shorts one time. Uh, so I would predict Scott Clark to Kentucky. But I just – I think it's one of these things – even Corey said it earlier this week. He – this is a recruitment that John Calipari and his staff needs to have a sense of urgency about. If they want it to be a lock, they need to lock it up sooner rather than later. And I think that you might see that from time to time. But I'm willing to bet right now that North Carolina is probably talking to him more than Kentucky is, but not necessarily recruiting him harder. I just think Kentucky has established a relationship with Clark and his family for a long period of time that maybe North Carolina is trying to play some catch up here. And they're – I'll tell you this, if somebody was calling me every single day, I'd probably start giving them some some credit too and showing some favoritism or maybe leaning their direction a little more. I mean, we want attention, right? 
Not yeah, saying that Clark, not saying that Clark is desiring attention. I'm just saying when you got a program and a coach like Roy Williams that is there and they're on him hard from everyone I've mm-hmm. talked to, they are calling, they are checking in with him all the time, and they are pushing Kentucky right on the heels of this one. And they're one of the few schools that can do that, that can go up against a Kentucky like that, even whenever Kentucky's a perceived leader for a long time, and still at least make the kid think about it. Duke can do that. Um, besides Duke and Carolina, I mean, Kansas maybe can do. There's not a whole lot of schools that, that a kid would probably take seriously because UK is such a better option than most schools. Uh, no, I mean, North Carolina makes a lot of sense, especially if uh, Caleb Love is the kid's name, right, at, at Carolina. And he actually replied to Sky's Instagram post and said, you already oh, know really? what to do. You already know what to do, little bro. But we should add that Nolan Hickman – also replied and said, slide through with a blue heart. <laughs> so, and, and the thing was, slide through, I'm assuming Kentucky was the last slide in his Instagram post. So, it sounds like, I mean, Hickman's there. Like, Hickman's like, get on board with Kentucky, but you also see North Carolina players there. I saw Cole Anthony also was in the comments there, former North Carolina Tar Heel. Derek, it's going to be something interesting to uh, – to follow in the coming weeks and coming months. But I, I would expect the way this thing is shaking out, a, a top 10, now we're down to a top four. And I told you early this morning that there was going to be a fourth school on that list, that I had got word that there was going to be a fourth one. I didn't know who it was going to be, but his top three is now a top four. But essentially, if you if you eliminate and cut that thing in half, it's a top two. It's Kentucky, North Carolina for Scott Clark. Anywhere else would be a huge shock. And uh, as I said earlier, Kentucky feels confident with where they stand with him, and I was told that they're not worried with the latest buzz. Derek, you, you can't panic in this business, especially as a recruiting guy. Like we had Joel Justice on the show on Tuesday, and you know he was talking about that they don't feel like they've missed a beat, even though they've not been able to do any on-campus recruiting or off-campus recruiting. It's all been Zoom. Uh, but we'll be back with another episode to break some things down with whatever happens in the next 12 to 16 hours. As always, this episode has been brought to you by the Butcher's Pub with two locations in Palmville and Williamsburg, Kentucky. Get out to the Butcher's Pub tonight in Williamsburg where they're still having wing. It was wing Wednesday, but it's been moved to Thursday because they had to close for half the day on Wednesday due to a water leak. Uh, The first night of NFL football seasons tonight, get out, have some wings, get out to Palmville, check them out on Facebook for some of their daily specials, and then just enjoy some NFL and college football on the TV tonight, and we'll talk to you soon. Sugar Ray Leonard, Roberto Duran, Marvelous Marvin Hagler, and Thomas Hearns. Legends, whose four-way rivalry defined one of the greatest eras in boxing history. Relive their decade of dominance in the new Showtime sports documentary, The Kings, a four-part series premiering Sunday, June 6th, only on Showtime.